This is Westfair Business Buzz from Westfair Communications, publisher of the Fairfield County Business Journal. Here's your host, Phil Hall. Hello and welcome to Westfair Business Buzz. I'm Phil Hall, Senior Enterprise Editor with the Westchester and Fairfield County Business Journals. On today's show, we're going to be discussing uh, an aspect of the COVID-19 crisis that has not gotten a level of attention that it should have deserved, and that's about uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, also known as PTSD, and the impact that it has on not only COVID patients, but the friends and family and co-workers of those who are uh, either COVID positive or have been infected or hospitalized. Our guest on today's show is Dr. Laurie Nadel. She is a specialist in acute stress, trauma, and anxiety issues, and is considered to be a thought leader in the emerging field of acute stress and PTSD. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. I hope I got your name right. It's, it's pronounced Laurie Nadel? Yeah, Nadel, yes. Nadel. Uh, <laughs> Got to be very... Yeah. It's very funny. You know, a lot of, you wouldn't believe a lot of people mispronounce my name and you'd think it's the easiest thing being, <laughs> but that's life. But uh, a lot of people really don't know what PTSD is. They, they may think this is something that impacts uh, military veterans, but uh, what exactly is PTSD? Well, post-traumatic, uh, excuse me, post-traumatic stress disorder um, is what happens months or sometimes years after a life and death event. Uh, a sudden violent event, it could be witnessing a near miss on the highway, um, it could be uh, recovering from or losing somebody to COVID, um, it could be something, uh, uh, un it's usually something unexpected, uh, and you either survive it, you witness it, or somebody close to you is directly affected by it. Um, it's not a bad hair day, and it doesn't mean that you had a bad fight with your teenage son. Um, it means that, that something life-threatening has occurred. With uh, COVID right now, uh, we're dealing with a, a virus which is random and potentially deadly, although the recovery rates are certainly encouraging and a lot more people get better than are um, fatally afflicted by this particular illness. Uh, we have a mental health epidemic, which affects civilians of uh, post-traumatic stress, um, and which is the result of dealing with a, an, an amorphous, invisible threat, a threat to our lives that's caused a dramatic shift in the way we live. Um, and that causes anxiety, which a PTSD is a kind of anxiety. We also have financial trauma, and financial trauma, which, which usually accompanies a, a mega disaster, is something that can affect our sense of well-being, our sense of self-respect, um, how we function in the world, and it can cause us to isolate because we feel ashamed because we can't take care of ourselves and our families, and that, uh, because it's connected to survival, can also lead to post-traumatic stress. One of the th subjects we've discussed on this podcast before uh, is mental health coverage within the workplace. I, a lot of health plans seem to focus on physical wellness rather than um, emotional wellness. And I wanted to see, in your opinion, if enough companies are cognizant of this situation and what are they doing to address 
dealing especially with PTSD during this particular time? Well, I, I think that there, from what I've seen, the, the, uh, the states, specifically New York State and New York City, have done an amazing job of setting up uh, complementary, confidential mental health uh, hotlines for people who are experiencing uh, anxiety or depression uh, of various degrees or who feel suicidal uh, or who are grieving uh, because of COVID. Um, on, on a company-wide level, I think that there's been a big movement uh, in, among insurance companies to, excuse me, to introduce stress reduction programs, which include meditation and mindfulness um, and, and overall stress awareness as a way of helping people to, to, um, to get help for the stress-related piece of, of the healthcare uh, picture, which is 85% uh, of all visits to doctors are, are caused by stress. And an event like COVID produces surges of stress hormones. So it's actually technically called acute stress or traumatic stress, which means that the potential damage or weakening to our immune systems is much greater. Um, if, we, if we actually start to practice some kind of stress awareness, stress management every day, even five minutes a day, we can keep some of those mental health surges of uh, anxiety, depression, and PTSD. Keep them, we can really keep them from becoming big, big problems later on. Now, assuming that uh, you're part of the uh, workforce where you're able to go back to your job and you're not uh, stuck at home, and you see somebody who may or may not be uh, in the best mind frame and could possibly be undergoing this PTSD at this time, how, how do you raise the subject to them or to the human resources office that something might be wrong? Well, I, I, I don't work um, in, within corporations, so I, I, I have to be really careful in, um, in asking people to make sure that if you go to human resources that uh, you're not going to just be opening a file on somebody and, and, and not have it be a productive experience. So um, my, my best recommendation would be to, to try to uh, reach out to the person or perhaps send them um, an article there are many articles that are available now on COVID and stress and PTSD, and then ask them, you know, what do you need? You seem to be having a hard time. Uh, do you want to have coffee and talk about it? Uh, PTSD is something that people don't usually recognize, but it is an epidemic within the civilian population, according to the National Institutes of Health. Um, as many as 13% of civilians will report some kind of post-traumatic stress uh, episode during their life, and that is uh, over, 40 million, over 40 million people who are civilians. That doesn't count the six million veterans who have combat-related PTSD. Well, a lot of people might uh, recognize you from your book, The Five Gifts, where you share five spiritual gifts that uh, leaders have provided uh, for individuals to cultivate as we persevere through this crisis. Would you like to tell us a bit more about your book? Oh, thank you. Yes, the, the five gifts, discovering hope, healing, and strength when disaster strikes um, is a book that, that came about after I lost my own home on Long Island to Hurricane Sandy in 2012. 
And uh, these five uh, traits or resources, or we call them five gifts, uh, have been found in many cultures and religions around the world throughout time that can help people endure and, and get through long periods of hardship and adversity. And these five gifts are humility, patience, empathy, forgiveness, and growth. Now, um, I've interviewed people from many different uh, countries, cultures, indigenous healers, uh, Buddhist teachers, uh, people of Orthodox Jewish and Christian faiths. Um, I have uh, studied myself with indigenous healers in South America and with shamans. And the teachings that they have are, are universal, which is that, that there are forces greater than we are. There are spiritual forces, whether we call that force God or one or Atma. Um, and, and things happen to us in our life that are really greater than we can understand. And humility is the gift that helps us, uh, that helps us come to terms with an event like COVID, which is global, which is deadly, which is pandemic, which is unpredictable, and which is definitely a force outside our control, at least at the moment, until we have a vaccine. So humility helps us to accept that there are forces, there are events in life that happen that literally take your breath away. And humility, if we ask for humility, instead of saying, why me? Why did this happen to me? If we just get very quiet and even say the word humility, we'll find that there's like a letting go that happens because um, suffering is part of uh, the life journey for most people. And there are periods of hardship in just about everybody's life. And humility is the gift, the grace that helps us to accept that. Patience is the gift that nobody wants. I mean, we're a very impatient culture. And uh, patience is the gift that helps us when we're still feeling scared or we, or we get triggered a year from now, or if there's a second wave and we go into another lockdown and people do start to have flashbacks to the fear and the terror that they felt when the COVID uh, pandemic first started, patience is the gift that lets us just to say, hey, you know, I thought I would be feeling better by now, but I'm still feeling unsettled or I'm still grieving. So patience just lets us accept wherever we are emotionally in this journey. Empathy is the uh, great roar of uh, community when people want to rush in and help right away. But what we really need uh, to recover from something like COVID is sustainable empathy. We need to build a, a culture of empathy in our corporations, in our organizations, we need to make empathy one of the cornerstones of what makes, uh, what are the values that make our business run? Because um, it can take a few years, three to five years, to recover psychologically from a disaster of this magnitude. Uh, so we need sustainable empathy. Forgiveness is, usually starts with forgiving ourselves because uh, we, we couldn't prevent whatever happened from happening. You know, sometimes people will say, oh, well, if I didn't go to work that day, um, I wouldn't have, you know, if I didn't tell my husband to go to work that day, uh, he wouldn't have gotten killed when the planes hit the towers. Or if I hadn't gone to the supermarket, um, I wouldn't have gotten sick and then uh, my kid wouldn't have gotten sick. Or, you know, we go through all of these scenarios within ourselves um, and kind of try to guilt trip ourselves 
if, if something happens that we feel maybe we could have prevented. So we need to begin to allow and accept that we're just human and forgive ourselves for any mistakes that we may have made uh, in our efforts to cope with the, the lifestyle changes and the hygiene changes that are necessary now as we continue to be vigilant. And the, the third, the final gift is growth. And growth is when you look back a year from now, two years from now, and you say to yourself, hmm, um, I wish I'd never gone through that, and I would certainly never wish it on anybody else. But if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't have learned what I've needed to learn, and I wouldn't be the person who I am today. And so I, I'm really grateful in a way that I had an opportunity to learn those lessons. I hope this is an elementary question, but is it possible for children to have PTSD? And if so, what can parents do to help them with that? Well, of course, children can have PTSD, but remember that uh, the trauma, it's, it's not a bad hair day and it's not a nightmare. It means that um, the child was exposed to a life and death experience. Now, I think the thing to, to really, it, it's hard to really understand that uh, we can be traumatized by watching hours of disturbing images on TV or online. And so children can be traumatized if they are witnessing um, something grueling or scenes from a war or uh, for watching the news with their parents and they see um, a, a shot of people on ventilators, which is very disturbing you know, to non-medical people, uh, whether we're adults or whether we're, we're children. And I, I think it's important, you know, uh, to keep kids talking about what they saw on the news and to answer any questions and to reassure them that um, you're going to do whatever you can to keep them safe, but that sometimes in life um, unexpected things happen and that whatever happens, you know, you will love them and you will keep them safe. Well, Dr. Nadell, uh, our time on this episode is coming to a close, but for our listeners who would like to continue the conversation with you, how can they get in touch with you? Well, thank you. Um, you can find me on my website, which is laurienadel.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-N for Nancy, A-D for David, E-L.com. Excellent. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. You've been listening to Westria Business Buzz, and we will see you again next week. Join us again for Westfair Business Buzz.